you're listening to The Ashley Lachlan Show. I'm Ashley, and I'm here to help you build a wildly successful and profitable business on social media. I created my own rags to riches story and built a seven-figure business on social media in the midst of motherhood, and my passion is helping other female entrepreneurs do the same. I'm sharing my best marketing, mindset, and sales strategies to help you love the process and scale your business to six figures and beyond. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome to today's episode. I am excited for this one. I've had it in my notes app as a draft for probably a year. And when I first started podcasting, I used to write out word for word what I was going to say. Now I don't do that anymore. I just kind of have a rough outline of what I'm going to say, but I've been saving this one. And today I was folding some baby clothes. I was going through, actually going through baby clothes and thinking, hmm, what do I want my podcast to be on this week? And then this hit me and I was like, oh yes, I think the world is ready for this one. This is so good. I'm ready to drop some bombs. So if you have been showing up and you have an online business and you are trying to make sales and things just aren't working, I'm going to go through 10 questions to ask yourself, 10 reasons why your sales might suck. So they may not all apply to you or maybe they will. And you're like, damn, Ashley, you really nailed it this week. But some of them will for sure. I don't care how seasoned you are or how much money you've made. These are all great questions to ask ourselves at every stage of our business and every stage of our launch. So get cozy because we are going to dive in. Number one, are you actually talking about your offer? Do people know what you're selling? And I know this probably sounds so silly, but you have no idea how many people I get on calls with. And I'm like, listen, you're never talking about your offer. It's not in your feed. It's not in your stories. There's no link in bio. I don't know what the F you're selling. And most often it's because they don't want to quote unquote, annoy their audience. And this sounds so crazy to me because I'm like, listen, does Target worry about annoying their audience? No, they're like, here's our shit, come buy it. The thing about social media is that you can promote your sales, your offers every single day for free, for zero dollars. And you are not doing that because you're worried about annoying your audience. The beauty of social media is that people can unfollow you. If they are annoyed by you, they're not going to buy from you. So you don't need them in your world. And if they're annoyed by you talking about your business, your livelihood, your passion, they can F off. You need to keep showing up for the people who do need and want what you have to offer. And this means talking about your offer more than once a week or once a month. Literally every single day, you should be promoting your business in some place, in some way. That might be just driving people to a wait list or a freebie that you have. It doesn't necessarily mean you're saying like, here's the link, buy this from me today. You can do that. For sure, you can give links for people to buy every single day. And I do recommend doing that. But if you are not set up in that way yet, maybe you're just starting in business or you're getting ready to launch a course or some sort of offer and it's not ready yet, then you need to be driving people to a wait list or your email list through some sort of freebie. 
That is selling every day. That's promoting your business every single day. And that's creating awareness. So people know who you are, what you're doing, what's about to come. If you do have an offer that you're trying to sell, then you need to actively be selling it. So that means emailing your list about it multiple times a week, talking about in your stories every single day, talking about it in your feed posts multiple times a week. You have to create awareness if you want to make money and make sales. I will talk to people and I'll say, well, how often are you promoting this? When's the last time you promoted this? And they'll say, "Mm, it's been about three weeks. And I'm like, well, no wonder why nobody is buying from you. So question number one is, am I talking about this enough? Am I talking about it every single day? Do people know exactly what it is that I'm selling? Am I doing a good job of making that clear? If not, it's time to talk about it more. Number two, are you selling the thing or are you selling the results? Most often when people say they're showing up and they're not making sales, it's because they're focusing on the wrong thing. They're focusing on the features of their offer instead of the benefits, the outcome, the transformation of their offer. And those are the things people really want. That's what they care about. The number of modules you have, the number of worksheets, the number of calls, the number of hours of video recordings that are in your offer are not going to be what sells your offer. I always think back to when I bought my first luxury vehicle and I went to the dealership. I knew what I wanted because I had been envisioning it. I knew how I wanted to feel in the car. I knew what I wanted to smell when I got in the car, but I would visualize myself driving somewhere, you know, and opening the door and getting out of that luxury vehicle and how I would feel. And I remember debating, do I want to buy this, you know, vehicle or do I want to buy, you know, a cheaper one? And I remember my mother-in-law saying, buy the more expensive one because when you sit in it, it is going to be such a reward for you for all the hard work you put in, but then it also motivates you to keep working and working harder. So I was buying this car based on how I wanted to feel and how I wanted to be perceived. Let's be honest, right? There's status involved. And the car salesman was trying to mansplain all of these details and features to me. And I'm like, I don't care how many radio stations there are or how many reclined settings there are for the seat. Like none of that matters to me. Like, let me just get this car so I can drive out and feel fabulous. So when you're trying to sell your offer, don't focus on what's included. Focus on the end result and how your client, your customer, your student is going to feel. That is what they want. That is what they are buying. Another way to think of this is if you go to buy a painting, you are buying a painting based on how it's going to look in your house, how it's going to make you feel. You are not asking, well, what type of paint did they use in this painting? What type of paintbrush? Nobody cares. So ask yourself, am I selling the feeling and the result Or am I too focused on selling the features, the thing, what's included? Number three, are you over explaining it and word vomiting? I was very guilty of this when I first started in the online space. I was selling a nutritional shake. And when people would ask me about it, instead of me selling the result, which was very sellable, it's going to give you a lot of energy. It's going to help your 
nails and your hair and your skin. And most importantly, it is going to make you regular so you're not constipated and you will poop, which we all know that women suffer from so many digestive issues that if you just talk about bloating and constipation and pooping, like people, it it gets their attention. They're like, oh my God, yes, I need that. And that's what it did for me. But instead of saying those three very clear, sellable things, I was like, well, it has 76 superfoods and it comes from over 130 countries and it has this, 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 this. And I was spouting off ingredients that I couldn't pronounce, that they couldn't pronounce, that I didn't even know what they were. They didn't know what they were. They didn't care about them. And then they would just not respond, right? It was like message read, but no response. And I'm like, okay, because I kind of basically scared them away. And I didn't tell them what the real actual benefit was, what the result was, the outcome, the transformation that they really desperately wanted, that they were seeking. I was too busy over explaining what was included, what what the ingredients were. And then in my, you know, fit club, what they were going to get in my fit club. So I very quickly learned to stop over explaining it. It is better to give just enough information that they understand what the outcome is and why they should buy it. And if they have questions, they can ask you questions. Then you can answer their question instead of you sending a 17 paragraph essay to them where they're like, oh shit, this is too overwhelming. This is too long. I don't have time for this. This isn't for me. So whatever you are selling, ask yourself, am I word vomiting on people? Am I over explaining it? Is there an easier way for me to just tell them This is why you should buy it because here are the amazing results. Number four, are you actually talking to the camera, putting your face out there, showing up with enthusiasm and excitement to sell your offer? Because people can sense if you are just selling something to sell it and if it feels forced. We can pick up on that, even if it's a canvas slide with text on it. So here's what you have to remember is that and I talked about this in the last episode, is you have to build brand trust and loyalty by making eye contact, talking to the camera, developing that know, like, and trust factor. And we live in such an amazing time where, again, we can do this for free on social media, but video is huge right now. And it's so easy. You can use a filter if you're worried about what you look like. You don't even have to put on makeup. Seriously, I am recording myself doing this podcast so that I have little clips to put out on social media, which I talked about two episodes ago on how to document instead of create and then repurpose your content. And I was like, oh man, I got to put makeup on. And then I was like, no, I'll just slap a filter on. I'll look good. I'll look presentable. It'll look like I have makeup on. So do not overthink it. But what I see people do is they hide behind canvas slides. So instead of actually showing up on the camera and talking and letting their enthusiasm and their passion radiate through the screen, they just put up canvas slides. And there's a huge difference between the energy someone's going to feel reading a canvas slide and hearing and seeing you talk about your offer. So do a little gut check. Do I really want to sell this? Am I excited about it? Okay, then let that be known. Show up on camera. And you don't have to show up on camera every single day. I usually alternate. But at some point while you're selling your thing, you need to show up with enthusiasm, not fake enthusiasm, but you have to show up with enthusiasm and sell your thing. Let people see your face, hear your voice, see your energy, feel your vibes, 
That is what is going to make you stand out and get people to buy from you. So ask yourself, am I really showing up and connecting with my audience and letting my passion for this shine through? Something I'm not talking about in this podcast episode is having your offers sell other offers. I'm actually going to be teaching this in my free live training. If you haven't signed up yet, please head to the show notes, the description, sign up. It is going to be epic. I am going to teach you how to create a six-figure course in 2023 and launch it. So if you think you have nothing to teach or you don't have the right audience or you don't know how to actually launch it, sell it, what that would look like, come to my free training. I am going to break it all down for you. If you are listening to this, you are in business and it's a no brainer for you. Why not add another stream of income to your business? One that you create once and then you sit back as it sells and then you can go back to focusing on your clients, your business, etc. Or if you are like me, when I pivoted to online courses, you are burnt out and you're tired of what you're doing. You're like, I don't want to drag people along. I don't want to see any more one-on-one clients, whatever it may be. An online course is a literal no-brainer for you. I am so fired up, so passionate about this. You know, I'm always talking about online courses because they have changed my life and so many of my clients and students' lives. So please come to, I'm not begging you, but wow, I sounded very needy there. Like, please come. Don't don't sound needy when you're trying to, to sell. I'm going to talk about that in a moment. But please come if you are interested in learning what the potential is and how to actually make this a reality. Sign up and I will see you there. Back to it. Number five, are you giving it enough time? I see this a lot. People will promote their offer for three days or a week or two weeks and then they give up on it. They're like, well, nobody bought. They'll do a launch and the launch might be two weeks long and on day 10, they're like, nobody has bought yet. There's crickets. I'm just ending it. When, if they just would have stayed a little bit longer, that's when an influx of people would have come. The end of the launch, there's always a peak in sales, right? So if you're launching something, you're selling something, you're typically going to see a lot of sales at the beginning. And then there's that mid-launch lull where there are crickets. And then at the end, where, where there's urgency and scarcity of like, this is your last chance, like we're starting, you have to get in. Then you'll see another spike in sales. But some people don't see a spike until the very end. And they give up before the people are actually ready to join. And then how does that look? If somebody's on the fence, and I will admit, I'm a procrastinator. I always wait when I'm buying something until I get that email that's like, today's the last day. And then I'm like, oh shit, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta buy this. I gotta get in. So imagine how that looks to the people who are procrastinators like me. They know they're going to join. They just haven't gotten their shit together to actually do it. And then you just drop off the face of the earth. You just like stop promoting it. And they're like, wait, wait a second. Like, where did that go? Did she... Did it close? Did I miss it? Is it over? Did she give up? Imagine how that looks. People are always so worried like, oh my gosh, what are people going to think? What are they going to think if you give up? What are they going to think if you, if they're going to join you and all of a sudden you're like, well, never mind. I just decided not to do it now. Like how embarrassing is that? You have to keep talking about your offer for a long time, especially at the beginning, especially when you're launching something new or you're pivoting. And this is the number one thing I see people do is that they just give up way too early. They don't give it enough time. They'll be like, oh, I'm going to launch this. And they'll give it two weeks. And their audience was not prepped or ready or 
there was no curiosity. There was no hype. There's, there's a whole system you have to take your audience through. There's a whole progression and journey. And I teach this in Course Launch Academy. You'll learn more about it if you come to my free training. But there is a whole progression that you take your audience through before you actually launch and then close the doors and say, okay, it's over in order to make sales, in order to get people to buy. So you can't just on a whim say, okay, I'm going to sell this and then talk about it out of nowhere, drop a bomb on your audience. And they're like, what the F, what is this? What is she talking about? And then you don't give it enough time and you quit. So now they're confused. They're like, is it over? Is she still talking about that? So you have to have a very strategic marketing plan that gives you enough time to warm up your audience, to create that curiosity, to get them excited, to get them interested, to educate them, to shift their perspectives, to get them off the fence, all of those things. So ask yourself, am I giving myself enough time to do this offer justice? Am I giving this offer enough time? Or am I quitting on it too soon? Number six is, are you in front of the right people? Are you getting in front of new people? Do you have the exposure or the visibility that you need? It's okay to have a small audience if it's the right audience. I know people who have million dollar businesses with less than 5,000 followers, but those are the right 5,000 followers. If you have a small audience, but it is the wrong audience and they are not in any way, shape or form interested in what you are selling, you have to have a growth plan. You have to have a strategy for getting in front of more new and right people. So again, I'm going to talk about this in my free training, but it is something to consider. Look at your reach on your posts. And we all know that the algorithm loves to screw us over right when we need, right? Right when you're about to launch, Instagram has like an algorithm update and your reach tanks and you're like, what? Been there so many times. But you want to look at your reach and you also want to be looking at how many followers you're gaining or how many people are opening your emails, how many new subscribers you're getting on your email list. Because if you have the same people seeing your stuff over and over and over again, they are going to get fatigued and you're not going to get sales because they're clearly not buying. Yes, you can tweak your marketing, but if it's a small audience and it's the wrong audience, you have to have a growth plan. You have to get more exposure and more visibility. Number seven, are you making it easy for people to buy from you? Can they easily find the link or give you their information, their credit card and buy? Or are you making it difficult? For me, I always just share the link to my offer in my stories. It's in the link in my bio. It's I'll just put it in the email that I'm sending. I don't overcomplicate it because I trust that my audience is intelligent and capable enough of clicking on a link and entering their credit card information and buying. Now, I know some people prefer to close in the DMs. So they always say, DM me for the link. And they do that for a variety of reasons. They want to chat with the person to pre-qualify them, make sure that they're a good fit, or they like to have the screenshots of like social proof of saying like, I'm in, I want the link, send me the link. And then they share those. But I do not have time for that, right? I'm a busy mom and I know that there are, there's automation and bots you can use in Instagram DMs so that if somebody messages you a certain word, you can automatically send them a message and all that kind of good stuff. But I don't like doing that. I'm just like, here's the link to buy. 
And most often I send them to my checkout page. So as I'm promoting an offer, I'm doing the heavy lifting of explaining what it is, what the transformation is, all that good stuff. So then I just send them the link where it's, okay, here's your, enter your credit card information. Um, Very rarely do I send them to a sales page unless it's a mini sales page. But that's a a whole nother conversation for a different podcast episode. So anyway, my point is make it easy for people to buy from you. Now, when I was in network marketing, I didn't do it this way. I didn't just put a link out there and say, here, buy this. I did have people contact me and then I would send them a very specific link to what it was they needed to buy. Because if I just sent them to like the main company website, right, it's very overwhelming. If you're in network marketing, how many products and offers do you sell? A bazillion. So it's very overwhelming to someone. They, they will inevitably buy the wrong thing. It's not what you were actually talking about that they wanted. So I do it differently or I did it differently in network marketing. I didn't just put a link out there. I made sure that I had a conversation with somebody, figured out what exactly they wanted, or I switched to then when I had a bigger volume of people coming into my world, I had an application. So if they were interested in joining me, working with me, doing what I was doing, you know, using the products I was using, they would fill out an application and then I would take their responses and send them a link. Here's exactly what you want and what you need. I wouldn't have that back and forth, back and forth, because again, I didn't have time for that. Um, But I I really customized that experience and made sure the link that I was sending them was the right one. But I made it easy for them to buy. I wasn't like, here, go to this main website where there's 47,000 offers and products and try to figure out what it is you need. So make it easy for people to buy. So ask yourself in my marketing and in my messaging and how I'm communicating with people, am I making it easy for them to buy from me? Number eight. Okay, this one is my favorite. Are you operating with needy energy? Remember that desperation repels people. Think about going on a date with someone who likes you way, way, way more than you like them. And they are just complimenting you left and right and it's making you feel really awkward and then they're texting you and they're just like all over you and you are just getting really gross vibes you're like wow this this person is like super needy and desperate and just not my vibe right it's almost like you have to play hard to get playing if somebody's playing hard to get you want them so much more than if they're like all over you smothering you and that's what you kind of have to think about as you're selling your offers. If you are showing up and you are begging your audience to buy from you, they are going to sense that. If you're in the DMs with someone, if you're talking to someone and you are really trying so hard to convince them, to convince them that they need to buy from you, if you are throwing all of these free things at them and all of these other incentives and lowering the price and bending over backwards, they are going to be turned off by that. That is not going to be attractive to them. They are going to be like, wow, like she really needs this sale and I feel pressured and this feels gross and no thanks. Sales is always a mixture of strategy and energy. So you could show up with the strategy, but if your energy is not behind it, again, if you're not showing up with that enthusiasm, you're not really excited or proud or confident behind what you're selling, that's going to shine through. But if you're also desperate and it's the end of the month and you need to hit a quota or a goal and you are really like just begging people, they are going to sense that. Even if you're not, if you don't think that you're begging people, but the way you show up, you're showing up out of desperation, that energy is going to be felt and people are going to be repelled. 
So as you were selling, ask yourself, what type of energy am I showing up with? Am I confident in this? I always say the mindset in business is so much more important than any strategy or any script that you can follow. Because if your mindset and your belief and your energy isn't in check, no strategy is going to allow you to be successful. So you have to really ask yourself, how am I showing up? And what is the energy that I'm putting out there that people are sensing and feeling? Number nine, are you embodying your work? Are you actually walking the walk and doing what you say you do and what you're teaching others? And this is great. This is great. It goes back to in network marketing. I think, you know, one of the main things I learned at the beginning was be proof the product works. Use it and have your own story, have results, be able to tell people and say, hey, look, look at what this did for me. Be proof the product works. And that's kind of the mantra that I've applied to all of the businesses that I've started and all the offers that I've sold is, okay, how can I embody this and show this is what I do? So when I teach online courses and how to create and launch an online course, that's my system. It's what I actually implement and do. I'm not telling people to do one thing and I'm doing something completely different. So you have to ask yourself, are you a relationship coach, a mindset coach, spiritual coach, but are you embodying? Are you doing what you're telling others to do? Are you teaching it? Are you living it? Is it just natural to you? I always say it's not faking it until you make it. It's embodying it until you become it. So if you feel like you're faking it and you're making things up and it's not in alignment and what you're saying you don't actually practice, there's a disconnect. And again, people can feel that, they can sense that, and they're not going to buy from you. But if you are embodying your work, if you are doing the things that you are selling and telling people to use and follow, they're going to sense that, they're going to see it in you and in your results and in the story you're telling, and then they're going to want to buy. So ask yourself, am I embodying my work? Number 10 is, are you raising red flags? Because the way you're marketing your offer makes it seem too good to be true. Makes it seem like it's a scam or a pyramid scheme or just not possible. And I see this a lot. I see people promoting something right now. They're like, I make six and seven figures and I never have to post on my page. And I learned how to do it for $7. And I'm seeing all these people on TikTok say this. And I am curious. I do plan on actually investigating this. But to me, I haven't taken the time yet because I'm like, yeah, right. That is too good to be true. There's no way that's legit. I know as an online business owner, the time and commitment that goes into building an online business. And if something seems too easy, then the chances of it being a scam are way higher, right? We know that if it was easy, everybody would be doing it and everybody would be a millionaire. But that's probably not the case. So we are unlikely to actually learn more about the offer because we immediately think, mm, scam, mm, not, not, not legit. So ask yourself, look at how you're marketing it. So if you are trying to market something that's telling people they're gonna get more time and money, you're gonna have so much free time and so much money, which your offer might legitimately deliver that, right? I always say online courses, they give you a lot of freedom and flexibility and money, but it's not a get rich quick scheme. It's gonna take time, obviously. But how can you repackage that into a way that is going to make it not seem like a scam? Like, oh, so much free time and money. Think more clearly. 
think, so I always say you won't have to have your head buried in your phone. You won't have to be in the DMs all the time. You won't have to be dragging people along. You won't have to have this endless revolving door of network marketers, people joining your team and then quitting a week later. You can get self-led women into your course. They're excited to go through it and they aren't messaging you every single day. It's giving you so much more time and money and freedom. So that's how you can position it. So think about how can you position and market your offer in a way that's more tangible. It still sells that amazing outcome, but not in such a scammy, sleazy, too good to be true way. So let's do a little recap of the 10 questions you need to be asking yourself. Number one, are you talking about your offer? Do people know what you're actually selling? Number two, are you selling the thing or are you selling the transformation? Number three, are you over explaining or word vomiting? Number four, are you talking to the camera? Are you excited about your offer? Are you getting it out there? Are you connecting with your audience? Number five, are you giving it enough time? Number six, are you getting in front of new people? Number seven, are you making it easy for people to buy? Number eight, are you operating with needy energy? Number nine, are you embodying your work? Number 10, are you raising red flags and making it seem too good to be true? So I hope that these helped you. I would love to hear your feedback. So take a screenshot, share it in your Instagram stories, tag me on Instagram, and I would love for you to leave a review as well if you thought this was helpful. And if you thought it was helpful, share it with a friend. The more we can help others, the more we can all succeed. There is enough room at the top and we all can be slaying sales for sure. So thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. I hope you learned something and I will see you in the next episode or on social media, but get out there and make those money moves.